City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. A neo-Nazi has been found guilty of plotting a terror attack at a gay pride event in Cumbria. Armed police caught 20-year-old Ethan Stables after a tip-off in June last year. Our reporter Amy Skaysbrick has the details. The court heard Stables had posted on Facebook he planned to go to war and slaughter every single gay person with a machete at a pride event. Armed police managed to catch him in time as he walked towards the New Empire pub in Barrow. Detectives then found videos of him online burning a rainbow flag and posing next to a swastika. During the trial, Stables claimed he was just a fantasist, he's actually bisexual and he didn't plan to carry out the attack. But the jury disagreed and found him guilty of preparing an act of terrorism, making threats to kill and possessing an explosive. He'll be sentenced on Wednesday. A British man accused of hacking has won his fight not to be extradited to the US to face trial. Lawyers for Laurie Love, who has Asperger's syndrome, argued it would have had a major impact on his mental health as he would have been treated far worse in an American jail. Our reporter Georgie Pedromo has been following the case for us and caught up with Laurie after the High Court victory. You never really know with courts and judges what the view that they'll take. And um, yeah, I'm just grateful that we managed to get through here. If you were to go to America, you previously said that it might lead to you even committing suicide. How are you feeling now, yeah. now that you know that that isn't going to be what happens? Uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's really hard to describe the feeling that your life might be brought to an abrupt end, you know, almost at any moment, and that you any plans that you have for the future are provisional, you know, that they might be torn, torn apart. To have that go away makes a huge difference. I can now start planning things that I've had on hold for years. I can put all, all of my thoughts into the, the other work that I do rather than having to constantly worry about um, this, this extradition issue. And just so people at home understand, just how bad would it have been if you had gone to America? Not only the sentence, yeah. but also the conditions in prison. OK, so the main one is the difference in sentencing. So for the offending that I'm accused of in the UK, the maximum sentence will be 36 months. In the US, it is on the charges that I face up to 99 years. The other issue is that I wouldn't be given bail, I'd be considered a flight risk, I'd be kept in detention for the time that it would take to try me. And so I didn't entertain any hope whatsoever that I would get through being detained in the United States. I think it's absolutely certain that, uh, that I would become so uh, injured by it that um, suicide would be, would be the better option, and that's a terrible thing to say as somebody who has had suicidal thoughts on and off for years that you always look back on it and think I'm glad that I got through that because it wasn't worth it I don't think in the United States that there would there would be the chance that I would be able to look back and say you know I'm glad I got through this City Talk UK This week events are taking place all across the country to celebrate 100 years since some women got the right to vote Men could have their say in 1918 but women were only allowed if they were over 30 and had property Our Sheffield reporter Ben Basin has been at a school in Rotherham to see if young girls today think things have improved I want to be when I grow up either a footballer or a boxer because I enjoy both sports it's mostly like men that play, but women are good at it, both sports too. And we've seen, you know, the growth of the England ladies team. How do you feel about, about that becoming more popular? I'm quite proud because it shows that women are just as strong as men. That's 10-year-old Darcy from Herringthorpe Junior School, where the girls have been telling me who inspires them. Jessica Ennis. I would like to be a runner when I grow up, so she's my inspiration. I look up to my mum. 
she takes care of us all for my family in a way she's the world because i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her well events are being held across the country this week including here in south yorkshire to mark a hundred years since women got the vote charlotte meads from sheffield women's equality party she says it's important to remember those who fought for equal rights they did a lot of work to begin with speaking to the men in Parliament and they weren't listened to. They felt that they needed to take more drastic measures, being imprisoned, starvation, criminal activity. We know that it all turned out okay, but they didn't know that at the time that they were doing it. They just believed that what they were doing was right. While Sheffield was instrumental in the fight for gender equality, the UK's first suffrage organisation was set up in the city back in 1851 by a woman called Anne Knight. City Talk UK with Michelle Livesey. Four hospitals are back to normal after a burst water main in Manchester meant they had to implement an emergency plan of action. Operations at the Manchester Royal Infirmary, the Children's Hospital, St Mary's and the Eye Hospital all had to be cancelled because there was no water. Patients were also told to use bedpans for the toilet. Our reporter Abby Smitten has more. There was chaos on two of Manchester city centre's busiest streets as two water mains burst. Rivers of water flowed down Moss Lane East and Oxford Road. Businesses were flooded and operations had to be cancelled at four different hospitals. I spoke to Omar, who's a surgeon, before he got into work on Monday. What we don't want to do is put them at inadvertent risk. So if there's anything we could do to prevent that risk and work out exactly what's going on before we proceed, I think that would be safer. Well, the good news is the hospital said things were back to normal by lunchtime on Monday. All patients were told to turn up for their scheduled appointments. But Manchester Central MP Lucy Powell has called for an investigation to find out how four hospitals could be left without water. It's obviously very concerning to hear of all the operations and treatments that have had to be cancelled as a result. And I've written to the United Utilities to get to the bottom of why this happened to make sure that they don't happen again. On the other side of Oxford Road, the problems are continuing. Some businesses were flooded when the first pipe burst. I'm with Bob, who owns Gemini Cafe. Everywhere was flooded, covered with water and uh, mud and everything else. What was that like to see your cafe like that? Oh, it was terrible. Obviously, we lost a lot of customers. While engineers have worked around the clock to fix the roads and restore water, it could be more than a fortnight before shops like Bob's can throw open their doors to customers again. A mum's been telling us of her shock when her three-year-old escaped from nursery and walked half a mile back home on his own. Staff at the daycare centre in Scotland didn't even notice he'd gone. Our reporter Vicky Murray has more on this. It was like any other Thursday for Sarah Reid when she dropped little Liam off at the nursery in Brassey on the 25th of January. But she got the shock of her life when the tots turned up at her door half a mile away a while later. He was alone and in distress. He walked through three different sets of doors at nursery. One did have a security button, but he managed to hit the button, pull the door open and just walk out. But there was another shock in store for Sarah when she took the youngster back to daycare. They didn't know he was missing. South Ayrshire Council say extra security measures are now in place and they take child safety seriously. But the mum says it's too little, too late. They shouldn't have had to be changes to make. They should have been in place from when that nursery was first built. But any confidence and trust that I had built with that nursery in the short time that he was there for has completely disappeared. She's now urging all local authorities to check security. I think they need to assess every nursery out there because if this has happened at his nursery 
what is to say it couldn't happen elsewhere. Now, even though the ordeal is over for little Liam, the what-ifs will stay with Sarah forever. Anybody could have taken him. It's a very busy road. He could have been hit by something. She's now urging parents to check how safe kids are when you place them in the care of someone else. City Talk UK. A new tactic's been launched in Liverpool today to try and make people drink less alcohol. Basically, the idea is instead of focusing on units, health experts will compare it to the equivalent of junk food. The Drink Less Feel Good campaign focuses on nutrition, using the example of how the 500 calories in three pints of beer is the equivalent of two big burgers. Councillor Paul Brant's working on the campaign. Most people, when they realise the impact, staggered. And it's one of the reasons why sometimes people find it difficult to um, to lose weight. If they're aware of the amount of empty calories that there are in these uh, in these drinks, that it's uh, it provides an extra incentive as well as feeling better and uh, and obviously saving money to uh, to try and cut back. And straight off the back of his Super Bowl halftime performance, Justin Timberlake has announced a UK tour. He'll be doing dates in Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow and London this June. It follows the release of his latest album, Man of the Woods. That's your latest, you bang up to date. City Talk UK.